0: I'm Noah Farley, and I'm here today talking with Michael Blennis, and we'll be talking about the Idaho Falls Festival of Trees. Thank you for talking with me today.
1: You bet, and I'm happy to be on the air.
0: And so can you go ahead and tell us all about the uh, Festival of Trees?
1: You bet. Festival of Trees is a a great community event that's been going on for the last uh, 56 years. So we're glad to keep that tradition alive. And this year, uh, we've got trees of all sizes from Uh, nine-foot-tall trees to uh, little tabletop trees. We've got 77 of those that have been decorated by community members and donated to our event that are available for purchase throughout the week. And uh, we also have some tabletop decorations and uh, wreaths and mantles. And all those are just beautiful to come in and take a look around at Festival Trees here in Idle Falls at the Idle Falls Elks Club, who's hosting us this year. And uh, also, while people are here, we have a a bakery where they can buy baked goods. Um, We have gift baskets that have been donated that they can buy raffle tickets for. And uh, we have a crafters section. And then throughout the day, we have live entertainment from uh, Eastern Idaho's local talent that uh, perform and sing. And the Anders sisters here, we've had uh, dance groups and uh, it's just a very festive, great family, fun, enjoyable event. And uh, this year, we couldn't have done it without uh, our two major sponsors, which is uh, Madison Health and the INL, uh, Idaho National Laboratory, um, who helped us with some startup funds and are helping us uh, get the word out, just like you are. So,
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I didn't know that, that this festival has been going on for 56
1: years, you said, right? That's correct. Yeah, it started back in the uh, in the mid-60s, and it was uh, originally supporting the Sacred Heart Hospital here in Idaho Falls. Um, like a lot of festival trees across the United States, they start off supporting community-run hospitals. And in the mid-80s, when um, the hospitals, the community hospitals, then it was the Riverview and Parkview Hospital in Idaho Falls, uh, supported uh, bringing in a for-profit hospital, um, Eastern Idaho Regional Medical Center. The group that was putting Festival Trees on was looking for other causes to support. And so now the proceeds that uh, we raise from Festival Trees go to support people with disabilities throughout Eastern Idaho. Uh, Last year, we were able to support six different nonprofit organizations that provide training and recreational support uh, to the people with disabilities here in um, Eastern Idaho from Blackfoot all the way up through uh, uh, the Upper Valley, Rexburg, and points beyond.
0: Man. And so, like, how did you get involved with the festival?
1: Our host nonprofit is uh, the Development Workshop Foundation. And uh, I worked there for 36 years before I retired. And uh, so I've actually been involved with helping Festival Trees for about 35 years. And this year I was uh, privileged to be selected as the chair of the committee that puts on the event.
0: Right on, fantastic. And can you tell us how the COVID-19 pandemic affected the festival?
1: Well, um, we, we, one year we did a virtual festival, which was unique where we just uh, had we had our trees set up and we filmed them. We worked with a media company here locally And then people could go online and look at the trees and uh, purchase them online. So we got creative and we worked our way through it just to keep that momentum going for the 56 years that we've had Festival Trees. And then we downsized our venue. The Elks Club um, is a great place to visit festival, but it's not as big as some of the uh, hotel ballrooms that we've used in the past. Um, And we've actually had uh, a lot of really positive comments about kind of how homey it feels and um, but still here we've got uh, everything that we had at the bigger venues maybe just a little bit smaller space and so one of the uh, biggest challenges we're seeing is uh, parking gets rather congested uh, around in the evening hours and so uh, we do have uh, an upper and a lower parking lot here at the Elks in uh, the Golf Course, uh, Pinecrest Golf Course, which the Elks is located right across the street. We can use their parking lot with their permission. And then we also have been encouraging people to consider riding public transportation here in Idaho Falls to the Elks. Um, Idaho Falls Gift is a a fairly new transportation company here in Idaho Falls that's run by the city, and uh, people can just give them a call and have a ride, get dropped off, and then they'll come back and pick them up and take them home, door-to-door service
0: yeah sounds good i like what you said about how um with the pandemic and everything you had to be creative i mean like it definitely sounds like you have been
1: you know it's i think it challenged all of us to think of new ways to do things from working at home to uh zoom meetings and social organizations online and um but it is nice to get back uh, in person and uh this year we uh, we also have uh a special guest when he can work in his schedule. Um, Santa is here um, through most of, most days and uh, uh, most of the day. I guess is what I was trying to say, and so uh, he's here to greet uh, people who want to talk to him when he's not here, we've got a mailbox uh, that the letters go directly to Santa and uh, he's pretty good at responding to all those letters if they give us a return address. It really truly is is a magical event and, and like I said, a great community tradition. We'd just love to have everybody come over and visit and if they're worried about the crowds then the, the best time to come is in the early afternoon. That seems to be our after our lunch rush is over um from our festival cafe um that early afternoon time is probably the quietest time to kind of come in or right when we open um which i haven't mentioned we are open from 10 a.m to 9 p.m through friday night this week so you've got wednesday thursday and friday to come over and visit us
0: and how long would you say you usually uh take to prepare each year for the festival
1: so our committee, we started meeting, um, back in May, Whoa. um, and you know, planning Christmas and, <laughs> and, uh, um, it really gets busy in October. Um, but then the, the actual physical setting up, uh, takes us about three days to prepare the venue, get all the trees in, make sure they're all decorated and looking great. And then it takes us about a day and a half to put it all to bed. Um, People who buy trees, uh, the full size trees, we actually deliver them to their business, to their homes and set them up for them over the weekend uh, after we close. And then uh, a lot of the parts and pieces of festival, we have a wonderful storage building that's uh, provided to us by development workshop. And so we pack everything away and then take a few months off and then uh, start planning the next one.
0: Well, how does it feel to prepare for a Christmas event months in advance?
1: It does feel a little weird Um, and uh, like I've been doing this like for 35 years, helping with this event. And so in my family, it's almost like Christmas comes before Thanksgiving and uh, and after Thanksgiving's over, then we just go skiing.
0: (laughs) Cool. How does it feel right now to see the festival in action after putting so much time and effort into it?
1: Oh, it's very it's very rewarding. But my favorite part is after it's all done and all the bills are paid and everything's cleaned up and put away is when we get to work with the different charities and help um, help expand those services through development workshop. And this last year, um, we worked with one of the charities we worked with was Champs Heart, which is an equestrian therapy program uh, in Blackfoot, and we were able to help them purchase. A lift inside their arena so that uh, people in w- who use wheelchairs could get lifted up to the height that they can transfer onto a full-size horse. Uh, before they, uh, that, they had to use one that was mounted on a vehicle, and they had to go outside. So during the winter, you'd have to go outside to get on your horse and then ride them into the, the arena, and now there's a permanent lift installed inside the arena to help people with that uh, recreational and therapeutic uh, benefits of equestrian therapy. So um, that's one. And then uh, also another disability organization that we were able to help last year is called the uh, field of angels. And uh, it's uh, where volunteers help individuals with disabilities play uh, little league baseball games. And so mom and dad can uh, just sit in the stands and cheer like they would for anybody. And uh, it's really a special event to go and help with that during the summer months. So those are just some couple small examples of what we were able to do last year with the funds that were raised. That's where you really feel the return to the community from not only a great community event, but what good it does in the community for those uh, uh, disability-related organizations.
0: Thank you for sharing that. You
1: bet. Yeah.
0: And is there anything else that you like listeners to know?
1: There is a cost to get in, and that's part of the fundraiser. So the ticket at the door is $5 for an adult, $3 for a, a senior and a, a young person. Kids under three are free, and we just hope everybody comes with their family and makes uh, coming to festival a tradition for them, just like it is for our community, and enjoy the event.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much again for taking the time to talk with me today.
1: You bet. Thank you so much, and uh, you have a great holiday season.